The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. It surely is. We've got a great show for you today. This is Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW, 1150 AM. Eric, how are you and how hot is hot? <laughs> how hot is hot? I, I, first of all, I'm doing fine. And uh, right now, I think we're about 86 degrees last I checked. Be good. Yep, 86 degrees. Oh, wonderful. So if you're it's August. That's right. That's right. If you're in your car and you feel like you're hot, you are. Uh cuz it's 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 hot outside and uh we've got a a wonderful panel, a great group uh to to talk to today and uh and some really inter interesting information and an event that's coming up. It's uh coming up in the end of September that will be really cool and uh eric can you pronounce the uh the pastanisha can you pronounce <laughs> never mind <laughs> okay <laughs> golly <laughs> the passionistas project i <laughs> wish i could say that that would have been so nice but nancy and uh, Anne, amy harrington are here they are sisters and they are the founders of the holly passionistasproject.com <laughs> very good ladies how are you today we're excellent we are doing great how are you i if i could speak english i would be doing a lot better i can only say that <laughs> um it's it's my second or third language but in any event um I, we wanted to talk to you today now this is wednesday and i really think that uh, holly what do you think uh, by the way holly berry is with us she's an associate of mine but um we we do something that we like to call uh, um angels among us on, on Wednesday afternoon, and, and Holly gets to come on whenever we have one that qualifies as that. And I think you guys qualify for that. Holly, what do you think? I would say so, too. A huge portion of their mission has to do with nonprofits and for diversity, equity, and inclusion. So to me, that screams angels. <laughs> <laughs> and their focus is on primarily women not that men are not included but uh, primarily women because i tend to think that women have got a bit more challenges these days than men do quite frankly uh tell us about your passion how did you get involved with this well amy and i both had careers in the entertainment industry amy was the uh, vice president of post-production and visual effects at warner brothers and worked on a couple hundred films in her time there. And I had a graphic design business, I had a theater, and I did Academy Award campaigns for Miramax. So we both left our high pressured industry jobs. And um, we wound up as celebrity interviewers. And after doing that for a while, we thought, you know, this is really fun. 
and really exciting, but we wanted to do something a little bit more impactful. And that's when we decided to take our skills as interviewers and use them to shine a light on women who were doing amazing things and changing the world, following their passions. And it became our passion just to, to spotlight these incredible women and everything that they're doing. You know, a lot of us have never been even near a red carpet anywhere. And it is really an interesting uh, thought that you, I, we have two people here, maybe Holly, if you want to include her, uh, but we have at least two people that have been intimately involved with the red carpet process and interviewing celebrities and people like uh, uh, Mr. Cranston and and others that uh, have have been quite successful in their careers and and stuff like that. So how did you land that gig and how do I line up? <laughs> We have been very blessed in our careers. So um, we met people who worked at the Television Academy, which is the organization that uh, hosts the Emmys every year. And we started by doing archival interviews for them. Um, so the Television Academy Foundation has an archive of over 900. I think it's close to a thousand. Almost now. a thousand. Yeah. Uh, three to four hour long, for the most part, interviews with celebrities and people behind the scenes in television. So we've been doing their research, a lot of their research, um, editing clips for them and conducting. We've done about 60 of those archival interviews uh, with people like Laverne and Shirley, Penny Marshall and Cindy Williams, I should say, um, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Danny DeVito. Um, so we've been really lucky to do that. And while we were working for them, we would do these little smaller red carpets. So we would do like the cast of Breaking Bad or the cast of Glee. And then that first year we were working for them, they said, okay, September, we're going to, you guys got to do the red carpet at the Emmys. And we were like, okay. So, um, no pressure. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> Especially since when we started working for them, they were like, okay, shoot a red carpet. And we were like, well, we don't know how to run the camera. We'll show you. And then the next day, they were like, okay, so now edit the clips. And we were like, well, we don't know how to edit. That's okay. Here's the manual. So, we really were figuring it out as we went. And so, we, um, for about 10 years leading up to COVID, we did every Emmy's red carpet. Uh, for the creative arts Emmys, which are kind of more behind the scenes, and then the primetime Emmys. And it is as fun and exciting as you would anticipate it to be. It's nonstop, just people flying at you, and you never know who you're going to get. And you have to be ready with the knowledge of what their show is. And, you know, we have a little trick that we do where we say for the camera, tell us your name and why you're here. So that <laughs> if we don't have any idea who they are or why they're there, we find out. Yeah, we're not Ryan Seacrest. We don't have the earpiece with the producer telling us who's standing in front of us. We just have to figure it out ourselves yeah. if we don't recognize them. Yeah. Fortunately, Amy and I are huge TV fans. So most of the time, we know who the people are, but every yeah. once in a while, there's somebody. It's like, I don't know who you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, how deflating. <laughs> we fake it really good, though. Yeah. They don't know that we don't know who they are. So. Now, the, the most important question that I have to ask you of this entire interview is, is Danny DeVito as short as I think he is? 
He is a diminutive man, but he has a, a huge personality. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, you are an interviewer. You said yeah. that really quite well. He is wonderful. He is he is one of the most fun interviews we ever did. He did a thing that was really interesting. He he switched into his um character from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He was like, we asked him a question about the character and he started talking and he was Danny DeVito. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the answer, it was like, oh, he's Frank. the he's Frank now. And it was a really subtle shift, but it was really cool. Like I've never seen anybody that good of an actor acting up that close before. Mm -hmm. And it was really, it was like, oh, he is really good. He's really good. But plus, didn't he walk into the interview with bleach blonde? Was that him? No. That had the bleach blonde hair? Who was that? Oh, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. And so we had to like do this whole thing at the beginning of the interview, which we don't usually do for archival right. interviews, but we had to explain away why his hair was that color because it was very that. odd. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're heavy set and short and you're still successful, that's saying something. Yeah. yeah. So, Holly, I know you've been doing some research on our on our topic today. Jeff, what would you like to say? Sure. Say or ask. I have a bunch of ask. questions. Oh, <laughs> yes. I knew you yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, so part of the event that Kevin referenced earlier is coming up on September 21st, 22nd, 23rd. It's a three day virtual event and it's something that Amy and Nancy put together. And so I've been to a few virtual events, but for, you know, a lot of other people, when they hear virtual event, they're like, what does that mean? So that might be kind of cool to explain that and then talk a little bit more about the event. Well, what's really great is this year, this is the third year and we're using a new platform this year. Um, and it really recreates the feeling of being at a conference in person. So there's, um, there's a main stage where you go and you click on the video window and you can watch the larger events. So we'll have a film festival on that event. We'll have our awards ceremony on that platform. Um, and then there's session stages. So the smaller breakout sessions um, that can run concurrently so that if they overlap in time a little bit, you can stay in one room or you can move back to the next one. It, but in addition to that, which is cool, is there's an expo hall. So we have exhibitors. So as if you were in the lobby of the conference, you can visit with the different vendors that are there. And there's also a speed networking portion of the event so that you click a button and all of a sudden you're in a video chat with one of the other attendees. So it kind of makes up for the fact that you're not there in person mingling in the halls or, you know, at the bar or over lunch. So it's really kind of cool that it really replicates a live event, but you can do it with your pajamas on. And uh -huh. what I like about it too, is we're kind of, we are very introverted people. Um, and I always get really nervous at conferences and summits that it's like, oh no, we're supposed to stand at that table and have a drink and make friends. Um, so you can kind of choose how much interaction you want to have with other people. You can just go and be anonymous and listen in, or you can ask questions in the Q and A and just in the chat. Yeah, all of the events have a Q and A section, a session with a chat, so you can put your questions in the chat and the panelists can answer. So it's it's really kind of cool. It's sort of the best of both worlds. When we first came up with the idea for the conference, it was January of 
2019, and it was coming up on the 100th anniversary of some women getting the right to vote. And so we thought that that would be a great milestone to mark and to as a jumping off point of we've come a long way, but we still have a long way to go. And then as we were starting to plan this small afternoon local event in Los Angeles that we were hoping maybe, you know, 15, 20 people would come to, COVID hit and we had to pivot like everybody else. So we that's when we started working on what ended up being a three-day global event. So in some ways, COVID was a little bit of a blessing in disguise because it came much, became much larger than we ever anticipated it would be. Yeah, the other thing that's cool about it is it's all recorded. So if you have a ticket and you can't stay for the entire thing, if you have commitments you know, at, during the actual sessions, um, you can watch them later, so. Oh, so that actually sounds like you could be in the main hall, totally wrapped up with what's going there, but there's a speaker out on one of the other stages mm -hmm. that you didn't, you can't be in two places at once. So then later on, you could go back and catch what that speaker said. So for like, how, how long is the actual event? It's, it's three days. It's, it's two, two days and a night, really. It starts Wednesday night and then it's okay. all 21st, yeah. the 21st, and then it's all day Thursday and most of the day Friday. Wow. And then, so you actually get the ability, even though like, if you can't make all three days, you can go back and watch as much of it later as you want. So you're really getting watch time with all the different rooms and everything, like weeks and weeks worth of. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How cool. Yeah. We're also doing a film festival, correct? That's right. We are. So the first night, the 21st of September, uh, five o'clock Pacific time, uh, we're hosting Luna Fest, which is uh, presented by Luna Bars. And oh, it's Luna Bars. Oh, my God. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, we get free Luna Bars. Like <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Added bonus. <laughs> um, but so it's it's a film festival of short films for women by women. And then after immediately after the screening of the films, we're going to have a, a round table with a lot of the filmmakers. So people will get to ask them questions and, they, and they'll get to talk to each other. We'll get to ask them questions. So it's, we've done it before. It's really fun. And their films are always amazing. They have animated films, narrative films, documentaries, all in this little package. So it's really great. Yeah, there are eight short films. Yeah. Well, you guys have really put together a program here that's going to be exciting from beginning to end. And you focus it on women. You're focusing on all women or what category? What What are you what's your really the, the focus of this summit is diversity, equity and inclusion. And um, we have really focused on marginalized communities. Um, beyond being a woman, which in and of itself is a marginalized community. But um, so we 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 did last at last accounting, I think we figured we have about 80 percent, 75 to 80 percent of our panelists come from a marginalized community. So we have women from the black community, from the API community, from the Latinx community, LGBTQ disability community, um, uh, indigenous women, I know what LGBTQ is. What's AAPI? AAPI is Asian American Pacific Islanders. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And we also have gender non-conforming non-binary people. So mm -hmm. we have um, trans, several trans women and we have um, several non-binary people as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. And so the way we've set up um, the conference this year is that each panel uh, focuses on a different topic and the the panelists come from a very diverse group of women. So we're seeing how that topic affects a variety of women, as opposed to in the past where we had a Black Lives Matter panel or a Stop Asian Hate panel. This year, we really wanted to see the intersection of all these women and what they have in common and what differs with each topic. So, um, so it's going to be really, and they're all storyteller events. So everybody will tell a five minute story about how that topic affects them. And then there'll be a round table discussion after the, after the stories are done. Yeah. So it's really entertaining and, and emotional. It's not just kind of a straight Q and a typical summit and um and the other thing that's really cool is we have women from all over the world so we have a number of women from australia uh there's a woman in singapore the one in france a few from canada mm -hmm. so it's a it's a real international extravaganza there is somebody who is sitting in their car in the seattle area that's saying that's really cool but why don't they tell us how to get tickets so how like do they get person. tickets? <laughs> Hello, person. <laughs> Hello, dear listener. <laughs> the easiest way is to go to thepassionistasproject.com. And there's a link right there where you can go buy tickets. Well, good. I can't even, I can't pronounce it. I couldn't hope to spell it. Can you spell <laughs> that for us? Just P-A-S-S-I-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. -S -S. Passion, like you're following your passion. Eastas, like fashionista. <laughs> And we are so glad that you are following your passion and doing and doing this for folks. And and Holly, I got to I got to tell you, they told me a story. I don't know if you listen to the podcast, which, by the way, you can listen to if you go to positive talk radio dot net. Um, but they also do awards and they are they gave an award to somebody that is in the business, they say, is a real get. I mean, a real get. Tell us about who you nominated for the award and who it was and and how that story played out. You go. So last year, we gave the uh, Passionistas Persist Icon Award to our lifelong hero, which many people feel this way about the incredible Dr. Jane Goodall. Um, and Pretty much since we started becoming celebrity interviewers, anytime anybody would say to us, who's your dream interview, we would scream out in unison, Dr. Jane Goodall, do you know her? <laughs> um, and nobody does. She's Nobody knows Dr. Jane Goodall. Um, but we have a friend who's one of those kind of uh, connector people. And we last year we were like, we got to just try. So we emailed him and said, you know dr jane goodall and he he's the kind of person anybody you ask he's like oh yeah i know a guy who has a filipino market in warsaw no problem i'll get to get you to him and uh, and he was like guts you're asking too much this is that you've really can't gone too far with this and i can't get you dr jane goodall we're like okay we thought we'd ask um and he called back half an hour later and said he had put our question on a message board of an organization he was part of and they found somebody that knew Dr. Jane Goodall. He was a major contrib contributor to her organization, Roots and Shoots. And here was her personal assistance email address. And you gave him the ultimate challenge. Feel free to drop his name. <laughs> yeah, we did. We gave we him the did. ultimate challenge. And, and he, he rose, to, rose to the occasion. Yeah. And so we were allowed to use this man's name. 
And we started pursuing Dr. Jane Goodall. Um, it took us about eight months to land the interview, but we got it. And it was the greatest half hour of our lives. She was um, everything you would dream that she would be. She was in her childhood home, um, pointing, looking out the window at the tree she used to climb when she dreamt about being you know, married to Tarzan and put, put, grabbed a picture of her mother from the bookshelf and showed it to us and dedicated the award to her mother. And uh, there's a thing called the Jane Goodall effect where people meet her and break out into tears. And it was it was everything we could do not to do that that day. It really well, I'll, t I'll tell you, there are very few. I can't think of very many living legends um in in this world today and she's one of them she's in her 80s now isn't she is yeah late yeah. you're saying she was sharp as a tack oh as a tack yeah. to, to the point where the very first from the her the beginning of her very first answer of her first question to the end of her answer to the very last question bookended the entire interview perfectly mm -hmm. Like she just, she knows how to like, not only tell a story with each answer, but like make the entire interview just like this perfect little gift. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. That, that is so cool. And, and, you know, you guys deserved it because you worked very hard to create this program where women can feel included and inclusive and you can they can talk to each other about the personal experiences that they've had and the difficulties that they've had because yeah, I, I'm a guy, so I don't know anything, but you guys have had some women have had some really tough times and I'm glad to see that, that you're focusing on them. And I know Holly is too. Well, thank, thank you. you. That means a lot. That mean, really does. Do you have a question, Holly? I can always come up with a question for you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I want to include you because, you know, you're like, I don't know, like a woman. And stuff. <laughs> My pleasure. Well, um, we had talked right before we went live about some of the different awards. And it sounds like, and I have them printed out here, there's six different awards that they're giving out. And I'm curious because each one of them has its own name and, and recipient. And I would love to hear a little bit about the name of the award and about the recipient that received it and how those kind of tied together. Yeah. You go. Me? Okay. So um, this year, last year was Dr. Jane Goodall for the Icon Award. This year, we are giving the Icon Award to Lorraine Newman, who was one of the founding cast members. <laughs> Sorry, I, just had to I love your sound effects buttons. <laughs> I thought we hit something on our end. So. <laughs> um, so, so Lorraine Newman from Saturday Night Live, who also one of our lifelong heroes, mm -hmm. and we are giving her the Icon Award this year. Um, you know, she's had an incredible career, but she's had to persist a lot. These are called the Passionistas Persist Awards. And she's persisted through some major career changes along the way. So we felt like she was the perfect person for that. Um, last year, we gave the Passionistas Persist Humanitarian Award to Margaret Cho. Uh, this year, we're giving it to a woman named Rebecca Coakley, who is the program officer 
uh, for disability rights at the Ford Foundation, and she used to work for the Obama administration. And she uh, is a woman living with a disability herself, and she is out there every day fighting for the rights of people with disabilities. And that award was presented to her by Kara Reedy, who's another disability rights activist that we know. She's a big part of our group, and uh, they have an incredible every. Every award is um, the presentation of the award, but also an interview with these women. So we interviewed Lorraine Newman, Kara interviews Rebecca, and it's an incredible conversation. Um, the Trailblazer Award is going to a woman named Soraya Shamali, who is an activist and the author of a book called Rage Becomes Her. And she's just an incredibly brilliant uh, political activist and that award was given to her by a Pacific Northwester, Dr. Melissa Bird, who um, they have an incredible political conversation. So that's really cool. Uh, then we gave the Vanguard Award to a woman named Denai Escanavarino. And she is um, incredible entrepreneur herself, but she also promotes uh, Latinx entrepreneurs. So she has helped a lot of Latinos, Latinas launch their businesses, and she's founded the biggest uh, Latinx club on Clubhouse. And that was given to her by Julie DeLuca Collins and Dolly Rivera, who are two incredible uh, businesswomen in their own right. Um, and then we actually, this, this morning, just recorded our interview with um, our Nova Award winner. Her name is Kim Roxy, and she's the founder of a beauty company called Lamique Beauty. And it's a beauty company that makes cosmetics, natural cosmetics for women of all colors. Originally, uh, she started doing it for uh, black women specifically because makeup for uh, women of different races is often more toxic than it is for Caucasian women. Um, so she has created this clean beauty line and she she got the Nova Award because we always like to tell her she's our superstar. Um, she's just an incredible powerhouse. And then our final award is the Visionary Award. And that was a vote, uh, audience vote contest that we held. Um, there were a number, there were nine 501c3s that were entered. And the audience voted for their fan pick. And we're going to announce the winner of that uh, during the summit uh, on Thursday night when we present the Passionistas Persist Award show. So... Mm -hmm. Holly, you know what's amazing about what just happened right there? You tell. She said all of that and looked at nothing. She wasn't looking at anything. She wasn't looking down. She wasn't looking like uh, she had that totally memorized from beginning to end. That <laughs> well, she's she has to. She's literally lived it and connected <laughs> all these people with all these other people and come up with the entire program and you know, when, when you create something from the start like that, it's, it's in your brain. <laughs> and we love these women, the, the recipients and the presenters, we love them with all our hearts. Yeah. So they're always, always in our minds. So, but thank you for. <laughs> so let's make sure because we, we have to uh, wrap our interview up with you a little earlier than normal, but I want to make sure that we get the information out about how to get tickets and about you guys a couple of times more before you go. So how can they get tickets? They can visit the passionistasproject.com and there's a little buy button right at the top of the page. 
And, uh, okay, we'll talk about that again. Before you go, I just want to make sure. And, you know, in our previous interview, we talked about something that I don't know that gets enough attention, and that is the plight and the problems that disabled women have. Yeah. Can you talk about that just a bit? Yeah, you know, we um, we have been educated ourselves. We have we are sad to admit that that we did not understand really what disabled women go through, and we have been fortunate enough in our community to have several disabled women who have um, been our mentors and our educators and really helped us understand how horrifying it is for for disabled people in this country. And one of the things that always um, shocks people and that we learned by talking to these women is that it is legal in many states, I forget how many, but more than one, many states to pay disabled women or disabled people um, less than minimum wage. It's called the sub minimum wage and it's legal. And it's the reason why the majority of people with disabilities live in poverty. And, um, and there's no, there's, there's no safety net for them. There's nothing there. And it's, it's, it's just horrendous and horrifying. And the more we talk to these women, the more we make this one of the causes that matters to us most in our summits. Every panel that we have has representation from the disability community because these voices need to be heard and these stories need to be told. Do you, you have no idea how many states that is? We don't. We, we don't. We'll, look, we'll, we'll get that information to you, but we yeah. don't. You know, it's it's one of the, the many problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as they always point out to us too, the majority of people are going to either become disabled themselves or have a family member who's disabled at some point in their lives, mm-hmm. right? And um, especially now with COVID, um, everybody's kind of acting like COVID's over, I can go out, but people are still getting COVID and still getting long-term COVID. And the fact is that there's they're predicting that there's gonna be a disability storm um, in the years to come with people that are just now realizing that they have long-term COVID and they're going to be filing for disability because, you know, brain fog and all these other conditions, lung conditions and things that um, it's going to, more people are going to file for disability than it would have ever been anticipated because of things like this. So we always say like, even if you don't have a heart and don't want to support and be an ally for people in the disability community, you should be fighting for this now because you may need it yourself. If that, if, if your only motivation is for your own good, um, get on the disability ally bandwagon because you never know what's going to happen to you. Um, and these are the most amazing, you know, powerful women we've ever met to do the work they do and to overcome the um, obstacles that they've come. You know, they don't, they don't like to be considered inspiration porn, as they say, and we do not consider them that. Um, they are beyond our equals. They're, they're really, truly, the women we know are the, the strongest women we know because uh, the fight they have to fight every day. I just want to point out that uh, in Washington state, minimum wage is approaching $15 an hour. 
but I'm willing to bet you dollars to donuts. That's the same states that allow below minimum wage for disabled people are the same ones that apply the federal minimum wage, which is $7 and 50 cents an hour, which oh, is sure. in itself is not livable. And if right. you get paid five bucks an hour or four fifty an hour, that's not only is that not doable, that is not human. That's not yeah. what we should be doing. And it's, and it, then therefore it's not surprising that most of the homeless population is made up of people with disabilities, right? Because mm -hmm. where do they go? Who helps them? Right. No. I, I was a bus driver for a long time. And you know what some of the guys, their number one source of income was what? giving blood. Yeah. Right. So how would you feel like you, you, in order to eat, you need to give blood once every two or three weeks as often as they will allow it. You're always feeling anemic. You're always feeling badly. I, I, there's just, you know, I, and I wanted, and the reason I asked you um, how many states that is because I want to add it to the, my statistics. I've got a growing list of statistics, statistics going, which is number one, there are four and a half million kids in foster care. There are 13 million people who are kids who go to to bed hungry every night. And this is in the United States of America. It shouldn't be allowed. Um, yeah. And I'm so glad that you guys are doing the work that you're doing to highlight it so that more people can say, nah, that's that really isn't how we want to operate our country anymore. Yeah, and I think, you know, for us, the most important part of that is we can talk about it and we can give the information that we no, um, which we are the first to admit is not in depth details, obviously, you know, statistics and stuff, but really what our mission is, is to step back and let the women we know who are affected by the issue speak for themselves, which is why we're doing the summit. We're not getting up and talking about disability rights because we have not lived that experience. We're giving the platform to Selene Luna and Rebecca Coakley and Kara Reedy and Kim Roxy and these women who have, you know, lived this way and, and been, been fighting these issues for decades um, because they don't often get the, not only just the disability community, but women from all these marginalized communities, they don't always get to talk for themselves. Um, they're used to privileged people talking on their behalf and we don't want to do that. So our summit is about giving a stage so that these women can talk for themselves and really share their own stories. And Selena Luna is going to be on Positive Talk Radio, by the way. Okay. Just, just thought I'd throw that out there. You, just, she's amazing. You're going to love her. She's the best. We just have a couple of minutes and I want to set us aside for you guys to talk about the um, event one more time and so that more people can find it and they can go to it and you can do it from your bunny slippers in your own home. That's right. That's the best part. It's all virtual. You can be comfy. You can sit on your couch. You can sit in bed, you can watch the whole thing. It's um, it is going to be inspiring. It's going to motivate you to want to get out and make change in your community. The one thing we didn't say is that the whole event culminates in our last panel, which is called Power of Voting. And we are going to uh, Chelsea Byers, who is a, a woman that um, is an activist and she helps organizations um, figure out the best way to make an impact in their community. So the, 
the power of voting presentation is going to be talking about all of the issues we just spent the last three days talking about and how we can now go out into our communities and vote and make change and have impact around the world. So it's it's not just a three days of here are all the problems, woe is me. It is here are the problems and here's what we can all do to make change. I think that's the most important thing. And I want to add too that although the stage is reserved for women and uh, gender non-conforming, non-binary people, men are welcome to attend. We encourage men to attend because this is your chance to hear what women and gender non-conforming, non-binary people are talking about when you're not in the room. This is the unedited version. And we need you to be our allies if we're going to make the change that needs to be made. So please, men, join us for the summit September 21st through September 23rd. Yes. And remember, you have a mother, you have a daughter, you have a sister, you have an aunt, you so so you are engaged. You need to be engaged if you're a guy in this process. How do they get tickets again? Thepassionistasproject.com. Ladies, it's been a pleasure. Holly, anything before we go? Um, I love it when they have one last second to say whatever they would like to say directly to the listeners listening right now. Well, first of all, we want to say thank you to both of you for having us. We really appreciate it. And to the listeners, we want to say, you know, we are losing our rights as women. We're going backwards and it's very frustrating. And especially for um, marginalized women whose rights have always been um, much less than the rest of us get. So we encourage you to please come hear what everyone has to say about the issues that affect them, but they affect you too. Women's rights are human rights, and you need to bolster women for this society to continue to progress. So please come, and I promise you it will be fun and entertaining and heartfelt and emotional and uh, you won't have experienced anything like it anywhere else before. Ooh, that gave me tingles. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to thank you guys and have a great day. And just remember, you have a friend in this show. You can come here and bring anybody that you want at any time you want to. Thank you so uh, much. We really appreciate all your support, both of you. You're, you're wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And you guys got to go. You got another thing going. And so I thank you so much for being here. Thank Thanks, you. everybody. Bye Thanks bye. for listening. Bye. And that is uh, Amy and Nancy Harrington, and they are with uh, uh, Holly. Who are they with again? <laughs> the PassionistasProject.com. Very good. And Pastanisha's Pastanisha. Damn it. <laughs> no worries. I'll say it again for you. The Passionistas Project. <laughs> and you can go get tickets by putting a dot com on the end of that. That would that would that would be awesome. Um, and by the way, we're going to play a commercial and the, the angel that is on this commercial, her voice is just remarkable. So we're going to we're going to take a break, have a couple of commercials, and then we will be right back after that. Um, and uh, Holly and I will talk about what we just heard. So uh, we'll be right back after these important messages. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. 
visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing. Great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code POSITIVETALKRADIO at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. anaturaldesign.com Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW 1150 AM. My name is Kevin and sitting over there is Holly. That would, that would, by the way, by the way, you have a wonderful voice and uh, um, for doing commercials and stuff. And, you know, the interesting thing is Eric popped in and uh, because I think he liked that episode a little bit, maybe, kind of, I hope. <laughs> Uh, what'd you think, Eric? Hey, fantastic conversation, and they're doing really good work. So good on you for highlighting it. Anytime that we can do that, it's, it's you know, I, I feel so bad, so badly for people that uh, don't have all, all the rights that everybody else yeah. has, and they have to live with that, and, uh, and they don't have a lot of advocacies uh, in the right places. And this is a type of a program that can give, um, especially disabled people, people of color, people that are, that, that do not have the education or the ability to get the education or uh, a whole myriad of issues. It really is. It really is helpful. And, and Holly, thank you for being here. You, you added a great deal to the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Well, and it's, it's a lot of fun when we're talking about something that, and I know that, that you're, you're, uh, um, passionate about it. Um, and you want to speak to that a little bit? <laughs> sure. I think it's really I ran out of a question to say. <laughs> in the mid question. No worries. That's so hard for me to do. Too. <laughs> yeah. 
no, I think it's really empowering when you can bring people together and help give them a stage like that, because a lot of times that's all it takes. And especially if they're packaging it, putting it into a format, it's being recorded. So anyone that buys a ticket for this conference, even if they don't get to attend it live, they can rewatch it. It's going to, it's going to be powerful. Eric, it was fun because these, these two women um, Amy and Nancy that were here, they've done a lot. They've been in Hollywood. They've worked in movies. One of them said, you know, 290 movies she's worked on. Wow. And, and, and that's, that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah. And they, they had a choice that they could make, which was, I'm just going to go do what I'm doing and make lots of money and, and do that. Or they could be part, they could lead this program and that they're doing it from their heart. I'm pretty darn sure. Yeah, definitely sound like it. They seem very authentic. Yes, indeed. And uh, um, it's it's great. It's it's just great. So, Holly, what did you overall? What did you think of the of uh, of what they had to say? I loved how they explained how the live event is online and how their naming of the different areas that you can navigate to in the video platform. They're giving it the same kind of names that you would see if you're in a live conference center. So they're going to have like a main hall. They're going to have like the little side rooms. They're going to have discussion panels and so it, it'll be pretty intuitive when you're in your pajamas attending the online event to be able to navigate around um, as well as if you were in a big conference center and for those that are just tuning in we had the opportunity to interview uh, nancy and amy harrington they are uh the ceos of passionistasproject.com thank you very much you could anytime give, you could give it a try at least one time during the show kevin i didn't know I, I gave it a try and my tongue just doesn't work apparently i don't have any spanish in my background because i uh, i can't uh, do that anyway just too many p's for you i guess indeed indeed but this is but you can get tickets to this virtual event it's three days long they're going to have uh, movies they're going to have uh, just just a whole bunch of stuff and it's it's going to be very powerful and i think that they're the idea that they had just a couple of years ago has really caught on because it's bigger this year than it was last year and it's going to be bigger next year than it is this year and because it's it is such a a needed thing especially with what's what's going on in half of the country with uh uh roe versus wade and all of that kind of stuff so um and the, the loss of rights and stuff like that so it really is important that people feel uh, like they have a place that they can really talk about it and and create some understanding anybody <laughs> absolutely <Bueller>. agree <laughs> well you well know said. And, um eric i was surprised because you know um being a former bus driver we were very familiar with the um ada program which is the um american disabilities act and that's pretty specific as to what you are allowed to do and how you know you have to have um bathrooms that are disabled um uh ready and accessible and kind of, accessible thank yes. you very much but how can how can anybody justify paying anybody less than a living wage um when they're working as hard as they can i don't understand and i if, if you want to enlighten me you can but i don't think i'm going to buy it so um <laughs> 
Well, and people can uh, message us on our website as well if they would like to enlighten you after the show airs and hears it later. Yeah, that's executive producer at <laughs> <laughs> kmmedia.pro. <laughs> yep, on. that's I that that go ahead. So, when we first interviewed them in the screening, I um asked them to follow up with you to teach you about what the Bechtel test was because you had never heard of it. Did were you ever able to do that in any of the following interviews with them? I don't. Uh, Eric, do you know what the Bechtel test is? I've heard of it for sure, but I I haven't taken it. <laughs> I think now is a perfect time to <laughs> talk about it. Oh, okay. So the Bechtel test, and this is bechteltest.com. I'm reading off of right now. The Bechtel test or the Bechtel slash Wallace test, sometimes called the Mo movie measure or the Bechtel rule is a simple test, which names the following three criteria. Number one, the movie, it has to have at least two women in it who, number two, talk to each other, comma, about three, something besides a man. Right. The test was popularized by Alison Bechtel's comic, the name of which Google won't let this person put on the website page for <laughs> inciting any kind of hate here. In 1985, the strip called The Rule, and for a nice video introduction to the simple subject, check out the Bechtel test for women in movies on feministfrequency.com but that is the Bechtel test so um for like a movie that everyone's heard of that is like the perfect example of how a movie would pass the Bechtel test is that um cartoon movie called Frozen where it's two sisters and like the whole plot and everything is all about their relationship you watch you watch <laughs> Frozen did you <laughs> Have you not, Kevin? Oh, we're gonna have to give you some some links to some Netflix shows. <laughs> well, you know, I was just thinking about about some of the movies that I've really enjoyed uh, over time, and uh, I'm thinking that a lot of them don't include would not pass that test. Right, right, and historically, very few. I mean, I can't. I mean, they have a list here. Like currently on this website, they have nine thousand six hundred and thirty movies in the database. And it looks like I have not even seen any of these. Yeah. So it's, um, I've seen Dragon Ball Super. That's about it. But it's really hard. So like Frozen is one of the few recent ones that's really mainstream, really popular. That is easy to say, yes, that passes that test. But yeah, when, and, and now that, now that um, in the last, you know, few years where it's, like come to light that there's this name for this thing that's really hard to find in movies. We'll tease each other at home about it. Like, oh, it just failed the Bechtel test. <laughs> well, the, the sad thing about that is, is that and forever in in Hollywood and uh, on stage, um, I, I don't think quite as much on stage, but but women are discriminated against. I had to laugh. I was watching a a uh, photographer, and it was a celebrity photographer. And I was scrolling through the pictures. All the men were old and wrinkled. All the women were young, but there were no women that were older at all. Uh, because when you get to a certain, when you get to a certain age, you no longer qualify for a bunch of parts that men do because it's okay for a guy who is 60 to play a guy who's 50 dating a woman who's 30. Uh, but it's not okay for the other way around. That's just, that's just crazy. Um, 
it'll be cool if, if things like that, those old norms start to change and shift and where we can actually start finding real like measured shifts in society as time moves on. I'm excited about that. Eric, you've been, you've been, um, um, I've known you for a long time and you have been interested in this kind of thing for a long time. What is it going to take for us to change to a much better, more equitable place in our country? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, no big questions there, huh? Uh, <laughs> by the way, by the way, you got three and a half minutes. Make it quick. <laughs> no, I mean, I think as far as like movies go, uh, there's still plenty of work to do there, you know, for equity and representation for everybody. But I think we're moving in the right direction. I think if you look at any of the bigger movies, you know, in the last 10 years and compare them to, say, even 20 years ago, there, yeah. you know, huge strides in, you know, representation and also, you know, not just treating women as secondary, you know, as far as the roles go. Um, so, you know, I think we're making progress. We may not be all the way there, but uh, definitely making progress for sure. And then, of course, as far as national changes, you know, you got to get out and vote. And uh, that makes a difference. You know, who you have representing you. Is it people that want to drive things backwards or is it people that want to drive things forward? And in the state of Washington, uh, it's a off um, off presidential year election, but there's still a lot to vote for. And there's Mm -hmm. still a lot of representatives that are going to go to Washington and are going to make decisions on your behalf that you may not agree with. So if, you know, it's, I think personally, it's a crime that, that less than 50% of the population votes in an off year election, um, even, even as low as 30 or 40%. And I just want to remind people what that does is it, you are abdicating your ability to affect positive change by not going out and voting. Um, and that is something that you should not give up because that's a fundamental right. Uh, is being able to vote. There are a lot of places in the world you can't do that, and uh, we can do that here. Okay, I, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> it's just going to be like, do I got to kick that soapbox? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm going to do this for, because I like to do this a lot, and I'm going to do this for uh, Holly. Holly, I'm going to set myself aside, and I want you to tell our audience that is listening now or when we put this into a podcast on mind or on positivetalkradio.net, tell them anything that you would like them to know. I would like them to know that now with the amazing power of the internet, if you are curious about something, especially about things like equality or statistics related to our society or any of that, you have the power at your fingertips to educate yourself. Not only can you find that information online, but a lot of colleges have free um, courses that you can take or audit and that is very powerful. If you feel strongly about a certain topic, educate yourself about it because you can do even more in that arena if you are empowered with education on the topic. And Eric, I just want to say that I really do appreciate that when you come on and then we can talk a little bit because, you know, I miss 2003 when, when we did this two hours. (laughs) Those were good times. I know I I had hair and everything. (laughs) but but that was that that was a great year and i just wanted to uh, publicly publicly again thank you we just got a second that on the last show the last day that i did positive talk 
The last person to talk was you, and you said, Kevin, you're a class act, and I hope to see you soon. And I want to thank you for that very, very much. That meant a lot to me. And, you know, that that check never cleared, Kevin. So. Um... <laughs> That's, that's, no, that's because, no, no, that's because I owed your boss ten thousand dollars. But that's a story for another time. Um, yeah, so it's always you. a pleasure uh, talking to both of you. And thank you so much. And and everybody, take care of yourselves. Be kind to one another because each other's all we got. We'll see you on Friday at noon. Thank you. <laughs> and Monday at nine a.m. Absolutely. <laughs>